This is Being Awesome with Rob Springer. Holy crap, y'all. It's Being Awesome, the podcast about loving Transformers and having fun. I'm Rob. And this week in Awesome, well, I'll be honest with you guys. Remember how last week I just read a bunch of Q&A because Toy Fair was going on like the next day after I got done recording and I was like, no matter what I say, it's going to be completely overshadowed. Well, here's the thing. Joe Lana is like two weeks away and I am like totally in uh in crunch time doing planning for all the Botlana stuff. So my mind has been so on that. I just, you know, I like all the toy fair stuff. I was like, oh, that's really cool. Okay, now doing this here. So you know what, guys? How about this week I just do that again? How about I answer some questions? I don't I don't think anyone complains. I think a lot of people like it when, when we go through the questions like we do. Although one thing I'd like to throw out, you know, I'm recording this Friday morning. Friday, February 24th. Uh, 30 years ago today, the return of Optimus Prime Part 1 uh, first aired in 1987. I, I was in third grade. <laughs> I remember. But, um, and the fan base, you know, forever, that's been, it's been kind of considered that today is Optimus Prime Day. And it, it was just sort of a uh, old thing. I think it really kind of started in the Transmasters. And, you know, every year a couple of people make note of it. But it kind of went away, no, no, you know. But I'm like, you know what? Let's bring that back. Let's bring back Optimus Prime Day. What do you guys say? I mean, Star Wars has like May 4th. Transformers can have a day in February. Yeah, let's do that. We're all going to do that. And of course, you're hearing this afterwards. So next year, next year, let's going to do that. Let's going to do that. That didn't really work out. Let's going to do that. Oh. The funniness uh, about this all is... You know, I, I was just kind of thinking, today's uh, Optimus Prime Day, and tomorrow, I got like a planning meeting for, you know, the whole Botlana thing. It's kind of funny how these things just kind of work out, you know? It's like, hey, it's a Transformers Day. It sure is. And tomorrow, I'm planning help. How do I word that? I'm work. I, uh, blah, 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 blah. Let me hit rewind. Hold on. Tomorrow, the day after Optimus Prime Day, is one of the last planning meetings for a, a Transformers fan event. It's kind of poetic. If only it was on the same day. I don't know if the I don't know if it'll be on a Saturday next year. February always kind of works out weird calendar wise. Anyways, let's jump to that Q and A. How about that? Now, for those of you who don't know, the Q and A is fed. From a thread in the Talk Transformers group on Facebook, which is the number one place to talk Transformers on the internet. You know, it's in the name. Um, just go join, talk, have fun. Yo. And every so often when I'm out of questions, I'll post up a thread looking for content. Pretty cool, huh? Well, so since this week I'm going to just read a bunch of questions off here, I've actually got them kind of paired up just to make it work. And, you know, since since I've got Olana and Botlana all up inside my brain, 
It's so ironic that the first question, well, I guess it's not ironic, but it just so happens that one of them, my partners in crime in the whole Botlana Jolana thing, Dusty Griffin, his question's first. Now, Dusty, uh, this weekend, this weekend, goodness, in the two weeks at Botlana, not only will he be taking place in, you know, a pa- panels uh, galore, but he's going to be running a panel uh, on repo labels. You got if you guys don't know, Dusty works up, helps out with Toy Hacks, the uh, site toyhacks.com, and he helps design. He's a designer, and he's gonna be doing a panel showing some of the stuff he does, so uh, on creating these things. Isn't that cool? And I have it on good authority. There might be something to get at that panel. Just letting you know. Don't don't hold me to it, but there is might be a surprise for you at that panel if you come to it. Anyway. Dusty goes on to ask, what's better, Titans Return or Combiner Wars? Titans Return, hands down. And I'm saying that because, you know what? Combiner Wars was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with Combiner Wars. I mean, Bruticus sitting here, right here at my desk. I mean, I'm staring at him. It's a great toy. You know, that was a really good line. And, you know, I like... I think some... I almost like the figures alone better than Combined. I like their overall stature, their overall look, you know, their, their silhouette. You know, I, I like the way, I like the way the combiner figures look. Of course, their combiner modes are really great. That's a really great line, but hands down Titans return is so much better to me. Anyway, it just, it hits every single note, you know, it's a little transformer, but also, you know, you got your little dudes that turn into heads that work with everybody. But then they can like get in the cockpits and drive them around, and and the big guys turn into cities for these little guys, and and these you can buy little guys that come with little partner things to drive around in and stuff, and it's just it does it for me, man. I'm sold. I'm really I'm really sad that it's eventually going to end, and I know I got a little while. Transformers expressions tend to run about eighteen months, and Titans Return just kind of start out in summer. So probably, so I guess I got about a year left in it before it's gone. Of course, the last couple of months will be just sort of puttering on fumes of a little a couple of store exclusives and some rehash waves and all that, as it generally goes with lines. But we got a year left to enjoy these Titans, and I'm totally going to do it. Love me some Titans. Love them. But yeah, guys, everyone check out Dusty's panel at Botlanta. That almost rhymed, but not really. But you know what? I'm going to skip around, and I'm going to go to one of Eric Crowbar's questions. Because you know what Eric asks? Hang on, I just had it. How did I lose this question? How did I... I found it. I found it. Eric Crowbar asks, What's your favorite Transformers toy of all time? Not character, specifically toy. Is it Power Mash or Optimus Prime? Yes. Specifically, the American version. Not that I got some crazy outlandish reason for it just i i just like the american version better than genrai i think it's the arms in fact yeah it's the arms i think it's i think that's why now let's jump to another question and this question comes from my main man jesse braddock jesse goes on to say do you think we'll eventually see a crossover of mask tf gi joe toys Boy, I'd hope so. 
And in some ways, we kind of already have seen crossovers. Crossovers? What is a crossover? Crossovers of Transformers and G.I. Joe in several ways. Different little crossover sets and what have yous. And you know, there's that cool Matt Tracker G.I. Joe figure. I've got one. And you know, that's a crossover of sorts. Or is it really a crossover when one brand absorbs another? Oh. But you know, like um, when the Human Alliance stuff for the uh, movies came out, that would have been a perfect opportunity for Mask. You know, like not just the uh, larger figures that could uh, store the little fi- uh, human characters, but they had that Human Alliance line that was like smaller robots that came with a little rider could ride in them. That would have been a perfect opportunity for some mass cross-selling. And I know I'm not the only one who said that. So I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it's a good idea then. That's one of my gauges for a good idea. That if I have it, but I've heard other people have it too. Like, okay, this might be a good idea. More than me would like it. <laughs> but yeah, that, that would totally be rad. That would be awesome. And you know what? Before we go, we're going to ask answer one more Eric Crowbar question. Because Eric is a very youthful young lad. That kind of contradict. I said a youthful young lad. English is a mystery to a man. Sad part is it's the only language I speak. So I don't know what my problem is. But Eric is a very excitable young man. Is that a better word? I don't. Eric. Hi. He's got a lot of questions. So he's got one of his other questions is, and this is a fun one. What is your favorite Transformers convention you've ever been to? What's your favorite convention? Like a general con, not for any specific franchise you've been to. Well, Eric. Eric. Is that your real name? Eric. Um, up until a couple of years ago, I would have told you hands down that the two OTFCCs were my favorite. Now, I'd done been to uh, some of the 3H botcons before the whole OTFCC thing happened. And I can't place on it why. And a lot of people crap on OTFCC. When I said that, my ear squeaked. It's weird. But I really liked it. I ha- I don't know. It all just worked for me. It all just lined up for me. You know, it was it was great. I had such a great time. And it was always like my landmark. In fact, when uh, the whole fallout happened and, you know, Fun Pub came in and all that, you know, I was, I was, I was sad. I was, I was very sad that day when it was announced. And, you know, a lot we all kind of knew it was coming. But I was sad that day when it was announced that 3H lost the license. I liked what they did. You know, e- even with their shortcomings they had at time, and everyone has them. They tried their best, and there's a lot of heart in it. You know, Glenn Glenn really tried hard. Some people will tell you he didn't. I don't care about those people. I'm talking about my point of view. I think he did the best he could. And uh, maybe a bit off more he could choose sometimes. But he absolutely tried his hardest. And I appreciate that kind of thing. I appreciate someone trying their hardest. And, you know, I, I'm more accepting when someone drops the ball and that happens. But yeah... That, up until a few years ago, would have been my number one. And then Shardicon happened. 
Shardicon was just like Nirvana for an entire weekend. I really loved it. You know, and the thing is, it was the most 3H convention I've been to since 3H. Meaning it was just like, you know, Shardicon wasn't official by any means. It was a fan convention. But the thing is, when 3H won their cons, even though they were official, do you guys hear that clip? That was me playing with a playing one of my Transformers. Um, actually, it's a B side, the Crash Combiner. Sideswipe closes together really violently. <laughs> but um, even though 3H had an official license, it, it was like being at a fan convention, you know. And that's and Shardicon captured that. You know, I'm not uh, I'm not about to take away from uh, TFCon or any of the other gangs, any other gangs, geez. any other guys out there putting on unofficial conventions because I totally appreciate them. Um, and I'm not about to crap on Fun Pub either. That's played out. You know, it, it's over. You know, it's over. It's no use crapping on them anymore. And be honest with you guys, I never I I, I got. I never really saw a need to crap on them, even with their failings, even with their mistakes. You know, there's times I made jokes, but I, I was never too harsh on them other than jokingly. You know, it's like, I admit in uh, 2015, I got caught up in some of the negativity, but even then I was just kind of joking with it because it's like, are you kidding me? What? And I was way less harsh on them than people that actually worked with them, you know? And, but uh, the thing is with a uh, fun pub and I'm not crapping on them. Is um, it was really awesome that they were super efficient in what they did. You know what I mean? That was really awesome. But after a couple of years, and you know, the first couple of years, it wasn't so bad. But after a couple of years, it started feeling like I was at a, uh, I was at a store called BotCon, and I'm not saying just because the high price of everything or whatever, just part of that um, mojo and vibe that I had in the three H cons just wasn't there. And, and in fairness, I shouldn't expect it to be because it wasn't 3H. It's not fair to hold someone else to someone else's standards. And uh, after a while, I started thinking, you know, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me and my attachment to the cons that, that this former group grown. And maybe it's just unrealistic, you know. And I went to Shardicon. Shardicon, aside from being an unofficial convention, captured that. Absolutely captured that same... Awesome vibe you got at a 3H convention. And it's kind of hard to put into words. Especially considering all I'm doing is giving you guys words right now. But when I say the uh, 3H cons were like a fan convention with an official license, they really were. It was like being at your local your local uh, sci-fi convention. Where it's just a bunch of people who all love something just wanting to get together. You know? That, that's what... uh. That's what the 3H botcons were like. That's what OTFCC was like. It was like it was it was like a fan thing, you know. And I loved it. Because that, that's that's what we are. We're fans, you know. And it's for us. Because you know, as much as you want to reach out to the mainstream audience with something like this, you're gonna have to do a pop con type thing, like uh like Hascon looks like it's gonna be. You know, more of an expo, more of a you know, these places like these big all-in-one cons like uh, San Diego Comic Con and all that, they appeal to everybody, and it's awesome. But sometimes, and their fans can feel uh, left out. 
And, you know, when it becomes more of like a brand to showcase than opposed to a uh, fan convention, yeah, you can't help but to feel like something's missing, you know? And that's, that's without crapping, what, what BotCon started feeling like to me was a uh, brand expo. And in all fairness, it's, that's all it had to be. Because that's what it was. You know, it was official licensed Transformers show. And they had all the, you know, official licensees there and all that. Well, you'd go to those 3H cons, there those official licensees be, would be. And next to them would be someone selling their their handmade bead Autobot necklaces and cookies with, like, crudely drawn Decepticon logos on them, you know? And that that's what I'm talking about. That, um, you know, it's always good for have officialness. There's nothing wrong with having official integration whatsoever. But the difference, and I'm not you know, rolling anything, but that, that fan convention vibe means all the world to me. It's like that, you know, it's a, it's, it's a fandom. And you have your fandom. You have, you have your fandom of your local sports team. But when you're part of a community, it's a fandom. And when you're at a Transformers convention, you're taking place in a Transformers community event. You know what I'm saying? So, when us that are used to it being like a family reunion each year, start kind of missing that family reunion vibe, it starts to kind of affect us, you know? And um, for me, that's what kind of started what happening. And maybe just for me. I can't, I can't speak for everyone else. And uh, I'm still going. As long as I could, they end up outpricing me. That's what happened with Fun Pub. It got to a place where, for a while there, I kind of lost my butt. And I financially had no place going. But then when I got, got my butt back, and I got my groove back financially, I was like, I just can't justify these costs. This is getting too expensive. And then I was sad, because when I was 21, no price was too big. I'll figure out how to get the money, you know. And here in my 30s, I'm like, that's, that's just too much money. And to me, going to one of these things, the biggest expense should be your hotel and your travel. The con should be an afterthought money-wise, you know what I mean? And I want to make it perfectly clear. Clear, I'm not crapping on Fun Pub and their way of doing things. I'm not. I'm totally not. Because you know what? They were successful. They made a good bit of money. And they were a company. They should make money. That's what they were trying to do. But that's why I like those 3H cons so much in Shardicon. Because it, it was a family reunion. It was like a communi- community thing, you know? More so than a, uh, sh- you know, more so than an expo, you know? Not crapping on expos. They're really awesome. Just, I guess if you're part of a certain demographic in this uh, fandom, it, it's more clear to you what I'm saying. And, um, that's the thing I'm trying to do with the whole bot Lana thing. You know, Joe Lana is a nonprofit. <laughs> you know, Joe, Joe Lana is a nonprofit. It's, uh, it actually, it, it, uh, it's operations benefits called the Cody, uh, Lang Memorial Museum. Um, I've got the, the naming wrong of that. It's basically, um, a muse, uh, a museum of sorts for uh, Cody Lang, who was part of the, uh, GI Joe club that the Joe Lana founders, uh, we're in. And Botlana is a programming track at Jolanta. And I, I say to myself, it's put up or shut up time. You know, you can, um, you can have 
you can have a bunch of panels. It's easy to throw together panels. You just get people to agree to do it. Put a schedule together. There you go. Have fun, kids. But would a panel piss someone off? You know, they're, would this panel piss somebody off? No, I don't want no one pissed off. I want people to have a good time. I'm, I'm, I was thinking, what would people like to see? You know, my funny, my funny, jeez, my buddy Steve, crazy Steve, evil King Macronius. He was one of the first people I thought of because he has these awesome, awesome, awesome backlogs of vintage ads. And they're all over his website. He'll show you to him in a drop of a second. If you start talking about a project, he'll go, hey, you want some? And he'll send you files of them. And I'm like, even the most casual Transformers fan would love sitting and watching some of these, these ads. So I chatted him up, and he, he was game, you know. Or um, I just talked about my buddy, Dusty. I love Dusty. He's awesome. And, um, man, I've been buying repo labels for years. I know a lot of you have. They've been calling themselves Toy Hacks for a while now. They're still repro labels to me. I've got a uh, Alternator's um, tantrum around here. I know what you're saying. Alternator, the Transformers Alternators didn't have a tantrum figure. They didn't. But repro labels put an awesome conversion kit to turn uh, Alternator's roll bar into tantrum, the Predacon. I did that, you know. No, that was fun. And they do stuff like that. And Dusty... He, he works with them. And, you know, I was like, hey, Dusty, what what do you think would be good? Because at first we were talking about an art panel because everyone he, he's a really good artist. He's an artist for a living. You know, if you don't th- know if you've seen his art, go into a Mellow Mushroom. You've seen his art. He, he, he does a lot of art for them. And um, he threw up, hey, I guess I could start showing people the design process I go through in making one of these label sets. That was all him. It didn't even occur to me. And I just... I was sitting at work at my computer, like, wow, I would love to go to that panel. And I think a lot of people would too, because everyone loves those labels. Or, um, you know, we've been teasing on RFC Don about coming out and giving his Dononomics panel. You know, it's just a, a panel him and Kilby are going to do, which is economics, you know, economics of affording your hobby. Don's been at this longer than I have. He started buying these when I was getting them for gifts. You know, I, he's older than me. I'm not making any age jokes, but he's older than me. You know, when I was a kid, these things came out when I was a kid. That first 10 years or so, my Transformers were bought with allowance and uh, gifts at Christmas time or birthdays, you know. Don was like at 16 and had a job and he was buying them. I'm going to listen to Don's advice on how to... Uh, how to budget these things. And I think a lot of smart people would too, or they'd put in what they do too. Cause you know, a panel is a conversation. It's hosted, it's moderated, but people are talking back with them. You know, that's why you hold your hand up and converse or whatever. And it becomes a big community thing. It's not just a showpiece. And that's, you know, I don't know if this whole botland thing is going to get bigger. You know, I'd be perfectly fine if every year it was just a programming track. Joe Lana's an awesome con. I'm, it's, it's an honor to be part of it. You know, it's, it's just an awesome, awesome toy convention. And uh, when they first started, expanded to make it a, a general toy show and started inviting me out, and, you know, I got Kilby involved, and they had Dusty and all that. That's how I met Dusty, you know. And um, each year that panel was a success, you know. And now we got a, got a whole track. We got a whole programming track. Yeah, I'm going to do my best to knock it out of the park, too match that 
And thing is, I, I'm expecting to fail at matching that vibe because I can't copy what someone else did. Because I'm I'm not as I'm not those people. I, I'm not those people who created that awesome convention I I loved. But I'm someone who learns. You know, I the reason you t- you learn history is because we learn from our past. And being a lifelong fan of Transformers, I say, this is what I want. This is, this is the kind of thing I'd like to go to. This is the kind of thing I'd like to do. You know, I'd like to go. I'd like to have fun. I'd like to be around good people. I'd like to meet new people. I love meeting people. I'd like to uh, see people I already know. I want to have fun. I'd like to think if one year, if I lost my job, God forbid, I'd still be able to afford to go to this, you know? Guys, it's $10 a day. I mean, literally, that, it's $10 a ticket. That's, that's the cheapest party in town, aside for a buck hamburger at your local fast food restaurant. And those are $2 now, you know? And we've got panels for the entire weekend. I mean, Derek Yaniger is coming. Do you guys know how excited I am for that? You know, I... He's awesome. <laughs> he's hes freaking awesome. I'm going to buy him a pizza. Him and I were actually talking on email. Guys, I was talking to Derek Yaniger on email. He called me man. He said that would... He, he told me things I talked to him about would be groovy. Guys, Derek Yaniger called me man. You have no clue how big... I, I've told it before here that Marvel Transformers G2 comic is my favorite Transformers comic. I, I love that art. And Derek Yaniger is going to be at the fan event that I'm organizing. I shouldn't be fan marking out at something I'm trying to put together myself. <laughs> but I am. And I just hope everyone that comes can do that too. <laughs> so, I think I've... Uh, Went on long enough. I try to keep these around 30 minutes or so. But Eric, thanks for your question. Jesse, thanks for your question. Jesse uh, is the guy who created Talk Transformers. He's the main man behind it. And you know, Dusty, my big pal, my big pal, God, I'm horrible with words. My good friend, he's going to be there at Joe Lana with me. That bot Lana. Hope to see some of you guys there. Come up. Tell me, tell me you like the show. Come up. Tell me you hate the show. Just come up. It's nice to meet every single one of you. I promise it is. And if I look flustered or I seem short or whatever, I'm sorry. I'm, I might have a lot going on at the moment, but I'll try my best not to be. Because I know I hate it when people are like that with me. Even if I understand. I remember um, in 2006, I got to meet Ric Flair. My friend, um, <laughs> I'll use his online name, Hooper X. Him and I, we would go to this weekly wrestling show in McDonough, Georgia, called DSW Wrestling, Deep South Wrestling. And Deep South Wrestling had been around forever, off and on. And this current incarnation was actually a developmental territory for WWE. What that means is um, they were under contract with WWE to help them fund uh, basically a wrestling school. And these shows they put on were uh, WWE, mostly WWE, contracted uh wrestlers learning how to wrestle 
like WWE stars, not just guys at bingo halls, you know. And, you know, once a week they put on these shows. And you just just for, uh, just to let you guys kind of know the people there, you know, that Zack Ryder, he was there. Um, my mind's going crazy now. Uh, Apollo Crews, you know, the, uh, I think I'm saying his name right. That's one of the names he went by there. Um, the guy from, um, now no, I'm going crazy trying to remember names. Listen to this here. You know, bump it. A lot of people that are on TV now are there. Like, geez, it's crazy. You know, and it was a good show. But they had, uh, they would have regular uh, shows at Six Flags, like big, their version of a pay-per-view because they had like a little TV show on uh, local TV. But they put these occasionally big shows on at Six Flags. And, you know, sometimes Rob Van Dam would be there or whatever. MVP, he was he was actually one of the DSW stars. You know, MVP was there. Well, this one event coming up, Ric Flair was going to be there and signing autographs. And Hoop and I really wanted to go. And we got tickets and we went. And it was it was the end of summer. It was August. And August in Georgia is like the seventh layer of hell. It is the hottest it's going to be all year. Him and I stood in line in the Six Flags. We got into the Six Flags. We got a little something to eat. And then we got in line for our show a good two hours ahead of time. Because we wanted, we wanted to get that autograph. And we waited in Six Flags in the sweltering sun for two hours. Just sweating our butts off. And we waited in line. Hours went by. And they finally, we were getting through. And the first table they had was some of the DSW wrestlers uh, that were there signing autographs. And they had like a paper they were giving out signing autographs on. Which is awesome because I didn't actually bring anything for Rick to sign. I wasn't thinking. And uh, of those people, um, Taylor Wilde from TNA. She was a, a DSW wrestler at the time under a different name. The other ones are still independent that were at that table. I, I, but, uh. Just throwing out these names, it's it's funny, you know, these people that were students, like Kenny Omega, he was a student there when I used to watch that show, you know, and now he's a huge star in Japan. But anyway, we we get done with that part, and we're still in line to get to meet Ric Flair, and every once in a while you could hear a, woo, and we're, hey, Ric Flair, Ric Flair. we were excited, you know, we were, we were five again. This was this guy we watched every uh, Saturday morning on TBS, you know, and uh, we get closer. And we're not allowed to really get close to Ric Flair. We had to stand, it was a few feet back. And they put what we wanted signed through. And Rick wasn't very talkative. And uh, we got our stuff and they let, for pictures, they'd let the, uh, whoever's taking the picture stand somewhat close to it while someone else took the picture. And I took a picture for Hoop and I think I accidentally screwed it up. And uh, we enjoyed the show. But we were both feeling pretty dejected that we waited all this time to see this guy we've watched on TV our whole lives and like, Kind of sucked. You know, he wasn't really looking at anybody or anything. And come to find out later, he actually had a bad day. He had a, had a bad day of travel and all that. And he was just kind of grumpy and just trying to get through the autograph signing. And I've seen other clips of him in a great mood at these autograph signings and all that. So I just kind of chalked it up to, hey, maybe Ric Flair is human. Maybe after all, this guy's a human being and he had a bad day and I had to be there for it. And my opinion on the whole thing changed. But I'll, uh, I'll never forget that. So I can't help but to say, you know, I actually don't know where I was going with that. I was just talking, I think. 
I think I was just rambling, to be honest with you guys. I don't know why I started rambling about that. I think basically what I was saying is I always try not to be uh, grumpy when I meet people. Even if I am grumpy, I might come back later and apologize to you. Because I just, I love people. I'm people. I don't understand why people hate people. You know, the world's full of people hating other people for race, religion, their sexuality. I remember when I was a kid, you'd get beat up for the clothes you'd wear. But it's like, we're all people. I never understood why. If you're gonna, if I'm gonna hate you, it's because you did something horrible to me, not for something that is redundant. You know, we're all people. I'm rambling again. I'm sorry. I was just basically saying I love people and I'd love to meet you. I'm sorry. Uh, but yes, I'm gonna go to bed. <laughs> I think that's how I end each show is saying I'm gonna go to bed because it's nine thirty in the morning and I've been up since yesterday around two thirty in the afternoon, and I work overnight, as I've said before. <laughs> And my head's all full of thoughts and excitement trying to get this thing together. So, um, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Being awesome, uh, the part, the podcast about loving Transformers and having fun, is part of the Radio Free Cybertron family shows. And you find us all at tfradio.net for shows and sh- shows and showtimes. And while you're there, please check out those Amazon links. Just maybe next time you need to buy something on Amazon, please go through those links. It's just an easy way to support us without really paying anything. Extra. I mean, you're still going to pay what you bought at Amazon, but you, you, you've heard the spiel. And guys, I, I'm Rob. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoboRobSpringer. And please check out my uh, personal site, ZoneBase.org. It's, it's getting close to being a year since I started that thing. Which is kind of a far-fetched half-truth, because I actually first started the site several months, maybe a good year or so before I started posting on it. I remember a couple of months before I actually started using it, I made I, I'm going to do something soon, guys, I promise, post. Just to basically let anyone know who run across it that it, it something was eventually going to happen there. It was like a blank template, and that, those words, that was it. But please go to it, zonebase.org. I'm Rob, and I'm rambling. And I'm going to, actually, I'm going to take a shower, and then I'm going to bed. So everyone, thanks for listening, and... um. Have a good day, week, weekend, month, year, life. I'll shut up now. Bye. This has been Being Awesome with Rob Springer. Transform, save the future. Don't be a hero. Hold on.